Wakey, wakey, Iggy Biggy. Tis the Smod Coast Morning Show, blasting awesome sauce all over your interwebs. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Smodcast's Morning Show, Tuesday, West Coast Edition. This is Marty, your host, one of your hosts. Um, however, I am recording this in the future from when we recorded it. Uh... The actual live cast, because without the guidance and mastery of DJ Master, I did, neglected to press the record button on the device that records the podcast. That is completely on me. I did uh, eventually press record, and we're going to start the podcast at that point, and I just want to catch you up on what you missed. So on this podcast, we've got me, Emily, and Bill. Uh, Dan is on jury duty and Steve is who the fuck knows where uh, DJ Master tweets in during the, the podcast he's doing well he got married on Friday if you haven't, pod, uh, if you haven't tweet, tweeted to him uh, congratulations shame on you and uh, what you missed was I talked about global warming Yawn again? No, but I try to simplify um, the the way that uh, global warming um, is portrayed and and how to dispel it. And basically, you look at the world as um, a balloon. And if you have a balloon full of CO two versus a balloon full of air, and you shine a light through it, the balloon with CO two heats up faster. Now imagine the balloon is the Earth's atmosphere, receiving the same. Uh, the same energy, the solar energy, as... Oh, this is so tiresome. I'm boring myself, so thank you guys for bearing with me. But it's receiving the same energy as uh, when there wasn't so much CO2 in the air. And it heats up faster. and Or it gets more energy. So global climate change gets affected because we know for a fact that there's more CO2 in the air, and that CO2 is a greenhouse gas, and then the, the system has more energy. And we need to deal with that. And we don't know all the effects that it's going to happen. We, we get these polar vortexes. We've get, we get uh, California has the biggest uh, drought in history, uh, in recorded history. And Australia is going through a huge heat wave. 2013 was the hottest day ever. Yet the media could, continues to uh, downplay climate change. But, and my argument was that it's because it, it doesn't make for sexy news to say that we're all doomed. So people are more likely to tune in to uh, the, the media outlets that say that hey, global, global climate change is overblown. We feel better when we see that. So then we move on to um, the Oscar nominations. Bill and Emily go on and on about how good the performances are in the Dallas Buyers Club. and But Bill was still a little on the fence about it. And uh, then we talk, you know, the same old stuff about her being a great movie. And you guys should really see it. It is a really great movie. And, um, and then, uh, let's see. Um, on the sadder note, I, like, I have, we're, we're now recording from my home. Uh, which we're still trying to come up with a nickname for it. So please, um, if you have ideas, tweet them in at Nooner Dan Marty or email us at uh, noonerpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, I've got some dogs here, two dogs who are vibrant, happy, and one dog who is lovely, wonderful dog, but she's 16 years old. And it's reached that point where um, I need to start making some life decisions for her, which is a, a very difficult thing. And it's one of the reasons why, I mean, 
I had uh, some problems getting the podcast off on time. The other reason why is because I went to take my nieces to the um, this theme park uh, called Magic Mountain, Six Flags Magic Mountain. Incredible roller coasters. Turns out when you're older, you don't like roller coasters as much as you did when you were younger, just because I, I just, the first roller coaster, like halfway through, I was in a cold, clammy sweat, just wondering when will this end? And then, and because I'm strapped in, I'm going upside down and it's, I'm being flipped over this way and that, like a, a like a, a, a carp in a boat. And at a certain point, I hear this clunk and I feel something fall out of my pockets. It's my car keys. At that point, the, the ride goes in an outside loop. So normally the, the car is on the inside of the loop where the centrifugal force uh, sends you down to the bottom. This is on the outside. So everything goes out, including my car keys. As I go upside down, I see them fall and they get smaller and smaller and smaller. Now, the exclusive that you guys have that the people who listen live didn't have was that right after the podcast, I went to back to Magic Mountain, had to get a ride from my brother-in-law, and I waited, uh, it took six hours for a locksmith to get there and make me a new key because, well, anyhow, I needed a new key and it took forever and I will never ride a roller coaster again. Um, and But needless to say, the girls, my nieces had a fine, fine time and uh, it, it was worth it. I don't regret a thing. Well, except I wish I had deeper pockets, uh, both literally and figuratively. So uh, then we talked about some Oscar nominees. And the whole time but I was like, did Jennifer I talk about that already? Yeah. Anyhow, Mag- that basically um, catches you and, up. Uh, I was and glad I saw Silver Linings Playbook, but I didn't. With the podcast I was like, oh, I like the Lawrence kid. Mm-hmm. I think she'll go far. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I thought it was deeply flawed. Yeah. Um, I, I forgot to press record on the podcast part. Oh no, all this gold lost. Oh. oh, but you're recording just in time for the dogs to interrupt? Yeah. Nice. Professional. I'm a dummy. Actually, I saw you hit record and then I saw you rest your elbow on the recorder and I was like, well, that's not going to go well. But thanks for not saying anything, Ben. Yeah, no. All the the, the little red light was still flashing and I thought you that just meant you were it recording. Would, it would give you comic gold later on in the podcast. Yes, this is gold. Right. This well, is granted, gold. there aren't a lot of places you could put your elbow that you wouldn't be resting on. Equipment. Uh, so we've got some dogs in the house. They're really cute. They're super cute. Yeah. I can't see. Usually when I get bored during the podcast, I read the Twitter feed. Mm-hmm. And now that I can't see the Twitter feed, You're I'm amusing bored? myself by watching the dogs. Well, it happens intermittently. <laughs> There's a third dog. I'm trying real hard here. There was a moment about climate change. I just... <laughs> Sorry. I care about the world. I do. Buy Tesla cars. <laughs> if you can, please. Buy Tesla cars. This episode brought to you by Tesla and... Radio casters. Radios, radio casters. Uh, yeah, there's a third dog, and she's outside, and she cannot get up. She's Aww. 16, and so that's mm. another thing that's been ruining this week. So We have the technology to replace her legs with wheels. <laughs> yeah, I don't think she can handle it. Aww. So uh, once I get, if I get my car back, that's, I mean, it's a terrible thing. I'm like, oh, I can't, I got to take her to the vet. And are you, are, do you have to put her down? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So oh. poor baby, sixteen years old. It's a. It's been. That's a good. That's a good span. Yeah. Have you had her for sixteen years? Wow. Because yeah. oh. yeah. Marty, for those of you who don't know, Marty rescues lots of dogs at various stages of their lives. So I just wasn't sure if you'd had her since she was. Yeah. Puppy. No, since she fit 
in the palm of my hand. Oh. Yeah. What's her name? Butternut. This, oh, this episode butternut. dedicated yeah. to Butternut. Butternut. Oh, sweet Butternut. Yeah. Um, anyhow, uh, there are nine. Oh, one of the. I, it's just a very difficult thing to decide when the time is. You know, it's like the, you want it to be at the, on their last good day. Yeah. But and she still eats, but she can't walk. So she's. she's uh, and it's just a terrible responsibility to have. Yeah. Um, but you yeah. want to have them go out with. You know, comfort and dignity. So, well, hopefully yeah. that's where we're at. <laughs> it sounds so beautiful when you say that, and then you think, oh, but we don't let humans go out with comfort right. and dignity. Yeah, I mean, I want to go out with comfort and dignity. I, I don't do want to go out with tubes and. and I just know. want to experience comfort and dignity. Yeah. At some point in my life. Yeah, maybe just once, <laughs> even if it is my it doesn't death. Doesn't have to be my last day. I'll die going. Oh. Maybe yeah. for an hour. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there are nine. Movies nominated as for best picture and out American of a possible Hustle ten is, is that right? Uh, out of a possible ten, God, and, that's a lot. That's yeah. a lot. Is her nominated? Uh, yes, okay. her was nominated. Nebraska, Philomena, Wolf of Wall Street, Dallas Buyers Club, Captain Phillips, American Hustle, Twelve Years a Slave. Uh, my mother uh, <laughs> is trying to see all the Oscar movies, and she saw Twelve Years a Slave. And she's mm-hmm. like, okay, oh, that was rough. I mm-hmm. I want to go see something lighter. And and her friends like, well, we're going to go see Philomena. Oh no! Did like, she know what it's about? Ah, no, she does, but this, that's yeah. not the that's not the best part. That's not she's the like, part. oh no 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 no, Philomena, that sounds rough. The kid dies, yeah. and the, the nuns are evil. No no no, I'm going to go see Dallas Buyers Club instead. <laughs> and he's like, Mom, do you know what that's about? She's like, No idea. I just heard the acting's great. It's like, okay, enjoy. I had such a hard time getting emotionally invested in Dallas Buyers Club, and I think it was the issue we discussed. Where I was like, for me, I right. think it was that it just from the opening frame was so grim and gritty. Really? Yeah. I didn't... Like that it just didn't, that it was hard to, it was hard to, you were never let in. Ah, uh, yeah, It's yeah, like yeah. you were thrown, you were, There's nothing vulnerable, really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. There was no getting to know this world. It was like, no, it starts getting with a, a dark, gritty, three-way grunting, right. like dirty, and you're like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, uh, kind uh, of repulsed. Yeah. yeah. Like it took me, it took me a while to, and I, I don't, I don't think that's necessarily a wrong choice by any means. I'm sure it was deliberate, but it took me a while to sort of... Care. Care, yeah, which I think was sort of the point because the the main character does have that uh, major arc of he starts out homophobic, he starts out incredibly self destructive mm-hmm. and deliberately ignorant, mm-hmm. and you see him magically ignorant, magically ignorant. <laughs> um, uh, you see him willing to study and learn about his condition and his yeah. situation, and and obviously when he first runs across the Leto character, he's repulsed, and mm-hmm. then that ends up he ends up being furious. Uh, furiously fighting for for him, her mm-hmm. later on. Um, so I, I think that that was all. Those were all deliberate choices, but it certainly made it hard to find your footing. Yeah. Too bad we can't talk about the other movies this in depth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I didn't see any of them. No, we, no, we, we, still, we talked about Hustle. her a few times. We can still go Which I another half an hour. Thought it was on, brilliant. Uh, yeah, we Dallas didn't. Club. <laughs> thought, yeah, we didn't like it. Uh, Furthermore, but that's a deliberate choice. Do you remember? Uh, did you see the movie Failsafe? No, the, um, it's a it's a nuclear war right, paranoia. Right. I thought it was, brilliant film. I thought it was wasn't that for TV? I think you're right. Yeah, it was for HBO. I think uh, George Clooney directed it. No, no, no. This was from the 50s. This oh, is oh, uh, Henry but, Fonda. Right, but Clooney. Oh, they remade, remade it. it? Yeah. Okay, well, fuck remakes. Um, well, sometimes they're good. But the point of the when uh, <laughs> when are remakes good? Come on. Thirty nine steps. Ocean's Eleven. Uh, the thirty ninth. You're talking about the Hitchcock, right? He remade a couple of his own movies. The original 39 Remaking Steps did not count. need to be remade. Remaking your own movies doesn't count. Th- it doesn't? No. 
Uh, I think it does. Yeah. Uh, but anyhow, some your idiot point. remaking somebody else's movie. That's what mm-hmm. pisses me off. Um, the, oh, the, the establishing, this was very groundbreaking at the time, but the establishing shot of the original failsafe or the opening shot of the film is um, a bullfight, like mm-hmm. a frantic bullfight. And it turns out to be one of the primary character's nightmares, a dream. Mm. But it was one of the first films to open without a comfortable establishing shot. Like, this is a skyline. Oh, and then see. we're right. going to this building, and then we're going inside this window. Then not the like, Woody Allen. This is the city from every view right. available. <laughs> but it was a deliberate choice to not, to for, for, from the opening frame, for you to mm-hmm. be thrown off, catching up um, in, in a... In a spin right because because the the subject matter was was that you know the the subject matter of push a button and the world's over right um was so hard to put your head around such a frenzy that that's how they started the film we have talked about remakes in the past oh yes yeah but there are some good ones but i still think i did like the fucking idea like write something and true grit i thought was good there are stories you have to tell and i thought uh, the maltese falcon was a remake i feel like i like the original maltese falcon too though I, I feel thought they like were both great. So many Ugh. movies that, Is that I watched. You just saw last weekend instead of watching. I did see it for the Brookback Mountain. <laughs> yeah, Brookback Mountain. I feel like there are so many movies out there that like could use a remake where it's like a great idea, but it just didn't hit the mark perfectly. But no money person is going to say, you know what? That made, yeah. that, that made that, no that, money that because it had so many money, flaws. bunch of money, so we'll give you double that right. to fix it. Yeah, but, but like if you look at it, uh, I don't want to say artistically. Somebody else use a word, any word. By the way, I'm sorry to bring everyone down with my dying dog, uh, but thank you, Jalen and uh, Jenny Marie, uh, for your for your kind words. And Noah, sorry to bring you down. Um, so, continuing about movies last year, Catching Fire was the box office. Bruno, get down from there. <laughs> hey, I'm like Kevin. I'm like Kevin now. Slice of life. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, so Catching Fire was the box office hit of, mm-hmm. of last year. Mm-hmm. I actually saw that. Really? I saw it because a cute boy wanted to go see it. And I said, <laughs> anything for you. You didn't think that's what your idea of a date? You just dropped 10 points of cuteness in my eyes? Right. Mm-hmm. You didn't occur to you at all that he might be gay? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. But it is the first film in 40 years to top the box office with a, a female, female lead. lead. Mm-hmm. What was the one 40 years ago? African Queen. Uh, no, it was probably like Norma Ray or something. Um, oh, no, it was probably like Resident Evil. 40 years ago? Oh, 40. I heard four. Sorry. Oh, no, it was The Exorcist ah. in 73, 74, mm. which is, you know, wasn't hardly counts because it was just a kid. Yeah. Right. And, and it, it was, was sort of like her being... She wasn't there. It wasn't about her it, it being was, a woman. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. really a vehicle for Linda Blair. No. It right. was, it, she was a vehicle for... For the Satan. For, yes. For <laughs> Satan. For Satan. So really Satan was yeah. the, the was star. Was the lead. The, yeah. yeah. So it doesn't count. That but, is revolting. There's so many stories that I see and I think it would be so much more interesting if it was a woman lead. And I wish I had an example because that would be more powerful. <laughs> no, I'd actually say, be making Such as? <laughs> yeah. I, but, I wish there was a female RoboCop. Should have these big metal tits. 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 <laughs> Take a shoe rockets. It's like, that's a two-syllable word. Tits. Tits. Uh, she could shoe rocket I always, When I was reading the book, oh, I don't, this would be a huge spoiler if I, I can't do it. I can't do it. Well, I, I, I don't watch movies I wish, anyway, so I wish it was uh, in um, The Crying Game that it was the other way around. There were two women and then one of them was trans. Uh, and then one and, of them was like, oh. And like had a... a 
Vagina? No, wait. Wait, it would be a... Oh, yeah, yeah. Vagina. Yeah, yeah. it would be a vagina. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, that was... I choked and messed that one up. And talk about spoilers, BT dubs. (laughs) Oh, yes. No, what were you going to spoil? Go ahead, spoil. I was going to spoil The Walking Dead. Oh, don't spoil that. Oh, fuck it. No, I really don't want to. I really don't want to because I don't know where it is in the television show. And if people haven't read the graphic novel yet, it wouldn't just... If people made it past the first season, congratulations for that. That was boring. Um, By the way, just... (laughs) Uh, other people said Mike said that The Thing John Carpenter's Thing was a, a great remake and yeah we've talked about that yeah. um, it was a departure yeah it was a departure Heaven Can Wait is a great one from Tyson Hitch- uh, what what Heaven Can Wait Heaven Can Wait with oh, Julie okay. Christie and Warren Beatty and okay. uh, Jack Warden um, and that was a remake of Here Comes Mr. Jordan and then Darren our resident um, Wolf Hamsterdamian Wolf Hamsterdamian uh, who he would chime in with <laughs> the following <laughs> he's our fact checker he said that uh, Failsafe was 1964 remade in 2000 directed by Stephen Frears hmm. um, oh and, the East Coast. and then Darren <laughs> said that scared me <laughs> Catching Fire was only the domestic victor because Iron Man 3 made 1.2 billion dollars billion but dollars. I, I, I think the that's a statement about the rest of the world being sexist, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and also it—I don't think it—it it came out in the as a winter movie. It might, might not have collected all the revenues worldwide. Oh, I see. James Franco tweeted in, just like old times. What did he say? Uh, Is James Franco listening? Can he hear us? No, he said that he and Marilyn just watched About Time, and that's the romantic movie with, um, you know, the Notebook Girl. Oh yeah, uh, the Canadian. Yeah. What's her name? The one who allegedly slept her way through Hollywood to get where she is today. What is that? The rumor? Uh, which I heard and didn't believe. I don't believe that. I don't believe That's it either. Rude. Uh, Rachel, Rachel something. Yeah, Mick Adams. Mick That's Adams. The ones. Yeah, no, I think, I think she, that's sour grapes when people I do say too. Yeah. I do too. Let's not let's not propagate that. No, I, yeah, I think she, you know she's as cute as a button. She's a mm-hmm. fine actress. In, mm-hmm. in yeah. I think whoever told me that is an asshole. Yeah, probably a joke. <laughs> It was Emily. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> First it was Ellen Page, and like she's just going through the list. Like, no, I don't Ellen like anything Page. like a Rachel McAdams. She's fine. <laughs> <laughs> We're not in direct competition. Anyone in, in your right? Um, uh, so, what would you do to increase? Like, obviously, that was based. Uh, Catching Fire was based on a, an existing mm-hmm. work, property. Property. Uh, do you think that there's something that Hollywood can do to to change this, or is this a cultural? Yeah, have thing? the balls to just do it and stop testing. And but there are lots of movies yeah. with with female leads. I think you have to start trusting. Are there? Electra, hello. <laughs> <laughs> I think you have to start trusting. Uh, like, gee, like you have to start trusting that people care about people and will acknowledge, recognize, and care about anyone on screen that they recognize that they can see themselves in no matter what gender it is i also like, think if you say a movie like her didn't have scarlett johansson as a lead you're crazy the movie is 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 about those two people those two oh, right leads. absolutely there's there's no just because you don't without, see her face yeah exactly i mean she's not there but i also feel like when people write stories the sort of uh when they want to tell a story, there's sort of a default. The default is male because they're thinking about, I think stories are framed in our minds around male. We think of the default human being as a male. Exactly. So when we think of a story, we're not thinking, we don't think 
character we think story this is the story like okay it's a post-apocalyptic world or okay this is going to happen underwater or it's about an ex-fbi guy and it's like you just immediately default to male and if all of a sudden you make it female then Then the story is about a female because you're not using the default and it's like you if you make a movie where you use a woman just as a default human being you don't have to change your entire story that's the whole point is that a it's a, it's a human story is a human being and it doesn't right. have to be about her being female you don't have to make all of your characters react to her in a special way because she is a female like that's what's so wonderful about catching fire is it's like there are men and women in this tournament and we're just following a woman and nobody goes oh it's a female fighting so for her therefore life. It's, it's going to be that much more right. special it's like we're choosing this character because we think this character is going to give you an in emotionally and you're going to relate to her and so that's why we're telling it from her perspective not because she's a woman and it's, it's the same thing with black movie black right. protagonists and or yes, any an ethnic thing you so know. many things you could just put in a, in a somebody who's not white not and then soul plane it won't make a difference well, but yeah no, 12 no, years but a I, slave I, I, yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> um, I actually was surprised in the writing process for the, the feature film that I'm working on this year. Hmm. Um, we looked at it early on and realized we'd sort of written it based on our gr- a group of friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and that the main writer, his group of friends even more specifically, which is predominantly male, there were very few female characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we thought that was a weakness, yeah. a failing on our part. So we took two characters and made them women. Mm-hmm. And we had to make almost no changes. Mm-hmm. And we were kind of like, sweet. I think, right. I mean, you do have to, I mean, I think there is a degree in sexism where you have to be very careful in saying that equal is the same. You know, exactly. like you can't say separate but equal, but you can't say this equal but the same. You know, right. it's like, you know, you Boys cannot, and girls are different. Yeah, and right. you can't expect people of other races to behave like white people and you can't expect women to just suddenly become men and have the same reactions to things that men would have and to and you you can't treat they're not the same you have to acknowledge it and some of those differences are are the root of great storytelling like silence of the lambs everyone's reaction to her to jodie foster's character Mm -hmm. clarice being beautiful and tough and independent Mm -hmm. was a fundamental part of the film she's being hit on pursued checked out in every frame Mm -hmm. and that that was a major through line of the of the storytelling that right. would not have been as nearly as interesting a movie if it had been a, a male character right mike right. writes in uh tweets in i hear that a female version of the expendables is being made called the expendables and i think that goes to exactly to your point of like it that is, is like you know, don't point at, don't point it out it doesn't matter right like, tell your fucking story you assholes dumb. oh and by the way dumb. like drew points out uh sucker punch yeah and put them all in school schoolgirl school outfits, outfits and, and hot their pants tits hanging out. yeah right. and it's then, like then the, I'll pay the for big it. for her pens right. you know <laughs> you guys Oh, no, good. no, t- tell us. The Bic for her pens are pens made by Bic that are pink and purple and soft and gentle for her hand. And uh, they started selling them on Amazon and all of these women started writing reviews that were like, oh, thank God, I'm so pleased that there's finally a pen for her. My hands were getting so tired using those <laughs> man pens that were so heavy. You know? uh, by the way, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's the top yes. of the hour. Listen to Smod Coast Morning Show on the Smod Coast Internet networks and we are stream encoded with radiocaster <laughs> all right by the way if you are just tuning in this is the smodcast morning show and we are going without djam master so we might have some technical hiccups <laughs> and in fact i might just start if this is the only podcast we have i might just uh, 
pretend I, it never happened. <laughs> no, I, I might just start the podcast from here. This is the lost uh, because episode. This is the as yeah, we're making it uh, because I forgot to record the first half of the first <coughs> half uh, the first hour. So I'm uh, I might just cut off that. So welcome to the show. <laughs> it's already the top of the hour. Yeah, it's Bill, Emily, myself, and missing our Dan and Steve. Steve is. Is always mysterious about where he is. Saw he just, somewhere being cynical. Yes, and then in uh, absentia, of course. Dan is uh, on the jury on a duty. Jury? Do you know what it is? Do you know what kind of trial it is? He can't talk about it. He it, can't even say it's a. If, if I knew, infraction? I couldn't tell oh. you without having hold him, him in contempt. Um, if you want to tweet, sure, it, it's contempt. Contempt. I said contempt. Contempt. I thought you said contempt. Nope. Nope. That's a very different. Accusation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm in contempt of yourself. court. <laughs> we are. Order. Order. Well, there already is so much order because you're all so content. <laughs> yeah. Why do I even have this gavel? <laughs> Come on, someone do something. <laughs> I, uh, if you want to tweet in, we're at Nooner Dan Marty. And if you want to follow on the Tumblr, I'm far- sorry I didn't mention that earlier. I was a bit frazzled with technical issues. That's Tuesdays mornings at uh, the Tumblr. Out of curiosity, I'm just wondering, listeners, how often is the Radiocaster license? Uh, how, oh, is it like every no, two it, minutes? It's every 10 minutes. Oh, that's not too bad. On the 8th, according to Darren. So thank you, Darren, for letting us know that. Every 10 minutes on the 8th, it sounds like a traffic check. Yeah. yeah. Or some sort of craps roll. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> on the 8th. Uh, okay, let's... Oh, can I tell you a story? Yes, please tell us a story. It's really, you know. Is the protagonist male? Because otherwise I won't be able to relate. The protagonist is myself. (laughs) I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) Who do you think you are, Jennifer Lawrence? (laughs) Um, So... I just want people. This is this is a, this is a this is a cautionary tale, and it goes a little something like this. My air conditioner on my car wasn't working. The fan was not blowing the air as it should. Mm-hmm. And so, several months back, this was in uh, the fall. I went to uh, a triple A certified car mechanic, and I go to triple A certified car mechanics. You see, because I don't know anything about cars, mm-hmm. and I trust that triple A does, and mm-hmm. that they are very studious and diligent. You would in, hope the Automobile Association of America would know something about cars. I do. I hold them in very high esteem. And do you, get, uh, do you read Westway's magazine cover to cover? Hell no. Oh, I do. <laughs> do you really? You know, you, I found a great like place to, to have a sandwich in Ojai. Did you right, from, from exactly? No, <laughs> so Westways is a little travel magazine that they send with just like fluffy articles in there. Consider me reformed. Five worth the drive. <laughs> but they're very uh, the pirate festival in San Pedro. They're very diligent when it comes to who they'll endorse. Wine like country, like yeah. like you, you have to go through this um, rigmarole, if you will, vetting process. Yes, to get a AAA endorsement, like a runaround. Basically, saying these people won't screw you is what I consider it as. So I go to this AAA endorsed auto mechanic and he's and he looks at the car, he calls me back and he says, well, it turns out that your fan is dissolving and like in order to get to it, we'd have to take the entire engine apart Jesus. and it's going to be a whole day event and it's going to be a big deal. We're going to have to order some parts and it's going to cost you around $1,500. Jesus. And I was like, at this point in time, <laughs> as it is becoming fall, I do not feel that I can spend $1,500 to fix my air conditioner. So here I am. At the turn of the seasons, well, almost at the turn of the seasons, where it's going to get really hot again. And Mm -hmm. I'm thinking to myself, I will die if I don't have an air conditioner. Like, it gets so hot in California in your car. Yes, (laughs) he's cheering me on. (laughs) It gets so hot in your car in California that your proteins will literally start to, like, dissolve if you don't. 
have air conditioning. Coagulate, I think. Coagulate? Mm. I thought they. I thought they. Uh, no, like how meat, you know, like blood when you heat it, it turns solid. But it's the proteins dissolving is what's happening. I think. Anyway, death. Yeah. Unhappy Not death. Good. Yeah. So I had my. Uh, I went to this guy called Affordable Care up in northern North Hollywood. Affordable Care. Northern Hollywood. In northern <laughs> north. Sponsored by northmost yeah. Hollywood. And I asked him if he would take a look. I brought it in for some body work. And he, uh, he looked at, he looked, I said, while we're at it, will you look at my air conditioning? And will you he, look at this lump underneath yeah. my <laughs> um, armpit? While we're here. Why does this smell funny? Um, <laughs> and he said, and I said, so he calls me back and he said, you have three packets of Splenda stuck in your fan. <laughs> <laughs> and I will take them out for 60 bucks. And so he took out three packets of Splenda from my car, and uh, and now the air conditioning works fine, and so does the heating, and everything is. Wait, 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 wait. First of all, fuck that first guy. Yeah. Fuck AAA. Fuck you, Westways. <laughs> fuck you, East Coast. <laughs> but if you knew that the only issue was that there were three packets of Splenda, why'd you pay him sixty bucks to remove them? Why didn't you just remove them yourself? Because you have to actually get into the engine. You have to remove parts of the car and lift it. Okay, and, uh, so that part was the yeah, first and it cost right him about. labor, like right, right. you know, okay. to get in there and Fair move enough. it. But uh, apparently, if you overstuff How your glove, this, this, this is the this is the answer to the question. If you overstuff your glove box in some cars, it will actually start shoving it through seams, and it will get in your in your engine. <laughs> that is crazy. So everybody, just mind your mechanic. Make sure your mechanic is not screwing you because they. What might was your mechanic's name? I. Don't recall. It was, it was right on his chest. What was the bad it was one? Embroidered name? on his chest. I don't recall. Okay. Well, that wasn't a very cautionary tale, then, was it? No, no, no. The cautionary tale is go to Affordable Care in North Hollywood, and uh, and uh, not convenient for some of our listeners. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, but that's definitely that's appreciate going out to you, Darren, and Wolverhampton. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tyson, can you send me the uh, the mail sax theme song? If you're no brother, We're, we'll have to do it we'll by scratch. We'll yeah. do it on our own. Mail sack, mail sack, I'm gonna be bumping it up. You will tap that mail sack, mail sack, make that bubble double. You will tap it. Weep, weep, bop, bop, weep, weep, bop. Yeah, yeah, that was great. All right, <laughs> that was better than the normal one. <laughs> that can be your ringtone, fellows, <laughs> listeners. Um, First one. Does it smell awesome when you put it on your air conditioning? Does it smell it's sugary sweet? sweet. It smells sugary yeah. sweet. Like 600 times caramel. sweeter than sugar. <laughs> <laughs> First email is from Ryan Stoddard. Good morning, Merps. Congratulations on assumingly getting onto the air without James. Barely and hobblingly, we are on the air. I am booked for a major abdominal surgery on Tuesday morning. Mm. I got so excited about booked and then so disappointed in abdominal surgery. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, I'm booked for abdominal, abdominal surgery. surgery. Major. Guys, I'm on a veil. For abdominal. a hernia operation. <laughs> Having this email read on air. By the way, we aren't laughing at your suffering, Ryan. We are just, the wording, you just hit the right comedic tone. It's kind of that. an actor's inside joke. Sorry. Uh, having this email read on the air would almost be almost poetic if the time difference didn't mean that at that moment uh, it's going to be somewhere around 5 a.m. Wednesday and I'm most likely being woken by an angry nurse with no soul who is trying to take my blood pressure. It goes without saying, but I might not be listening to the podcast right away this week. Uh, However, I will be downloading it the first chance I get, uh, hopefully intact. Uh, my question for this... Half of it, anyway. Yeah, and by the way, I hope your surgery went well, uh, and we wish you the best. 
My question to the floor this week is, do you have any amusing medical stories, thanks to the free and at least voluntarily costed funny? Ryan from Australia. Oh, Australia. I can't do Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, clearly. Oh, I'll work on it. I'll work on it. <laughs> Australia. 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 Wow. <laughs> Medical stories. Well, I, uh, Bill, do you have a good medical story? Uh, define good. I was uh, in amusing. college in. It, this is not amusing. How about horrifying? This is horrifying. I was in college in Providence, and uh, I was suffering from fevers and exhaustion, which and most major college abdominal students surgery. do. And uh, most college students end up getting diagnosed with something like mono or something like that. Um, I was. In Providence, over the Christmas break, I was away from my family, and most people that I knew had gone home for Christmas, but I was in Providence for the break, uh, working at a radio station, and was suffering really badly, and this guy at the station was like, I'll take you to the hospital. So he took me to the ER, and in the ER, they decided that there was a risk of meningitis, (laughs) so they took a spinal tap, which they fucked up three more times. So after yeah. after four spinal tap attempts, in which at one point the nurse was yelling at me because my apparently my leg kicked up when the needle went into my spine because it hit some sort of nerve and I'm supposed to somehow have control over that. Um, I had no spinal fluid left, so I couldn't um, my my balance was off, so I couldn't hold down any food because as soon as I lifted my head up, I vomited. Um, so I went into, I went into a hospital with fevers and exhaustion, which means, Hey, you're a college kid, sleep more and eat better. Uh, and I ended up in the hospital for a week, um, because I couldn't hold any food. Uh, and, uh, I was delirious. I didn't know where I was. Um, and what we, what I had was mono, but mono is an immune system disease. And the sicker you become when you're not resting, you get worse. worse. So I was, it, it made it a thousand times worse. And then while I was, in the hospital, they put me on a, a drip that, for which, and obviously the details are fuzzy to me because I was I was completely out of it. But somehow, if you have mono, you have a reaction to this by antibiotic or whatever drip I was on. So I had broken out all over the place. I'd lost like fifteen pounds, which made me look utterly skeletal because yeah. I'm a scrawny guy. Yeah. Um, and I was in a hospital and no one knew where I was because oh. I hadn't. You know, I was in. Providence alone, and my family Pre-cell didn't know phone. where I was. Yeah, no cell phones. This was 93, 92. God, you're old. Nobody knew where I was. And I was like, I was wasting away in this hospital, um, getting these treatments that were making me worse for days and days. And then they said, uh, well, we can't figure out what it is, so we're just going to have to do another spinal tap. <laughs> oh, my um, God. And that's when I put my foot down. I scrambled to a payphone. By the time I got there, I was completely delirious because I still hadn't recovered my spinal fluid enough to be able to be upright. Um, and I called home collect uh, and told my mom, I'm in the hospital. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> uh, Help me. It was pretty bad. Oh, it, it was pretty bad. So but- you checked yourself out and you went. Uh, my mother, my mother basically came and got me and. So there was like a last minute mono diagnosis, which was like, oh, that's duh. Oh, <laughs> um, if I had had any spinal fluid left, I could have told you that. Um, <laughs> and uh, I was discharged and, and I was in the, the Brown Infirmary. This was at Brown University. I was in the Brown Infirmary for another couple of weeks trying to get my weight back. And uh, I ended up dropping out of school because I, I fell asleep during a midterm exam. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's how bad I had mono. Like I was writing the answers. <laughs> 
Uh, so I dropped out for a while and it's, I mean, I still have health effects to this day. Really? Yeah. Like I, I, um, Fatigue? My immune system sucks. Mm. My immune system sucks. And as I was coming back from that, that took almost a year to get any sort of energy back where I could like put in a full day's work and not just go immediately to sleep. Mm. Um, I was selling men's and women's dress shoes at JCPenney's. Um, got a customer service award and uh, made the district top 10 in sales in July. Hey. Uh, and also got called Al Bundy by everyone. Um, but it took, a, it took almost... It took over a year to get to the point where I could put in a full day and then have an active night, like sort of a normal person. But I would get sick really quickly. And in the year after that, I also got Lyme disease, which is another immune that system debilitating away, disease. I don't know. I don't know where I am. So yeah, maybe that I mean, has something to do with it. Those are both mm-hmm. viruses, and those can be reactivated based on you know your immune system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my immune system has has been. I've sort of been. At war with it for a long time. Well, I was gonna kiss you, but now I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's a that's my hilarious story. Yeah, hilarious. <laughs> Have fun in your surgery. Yeah. You never know what they're gonna do to you, uh, Emily. I'm really fortunate. I think you know something about being small and undersized and compact. <laughs> <laughs> gravity's kind to you. Yeah, gravity's kind. I just yeah. Like the worst I've had is I had a, when I was a kid. I had a, some orthodontia go wrong, mm. which was. Um, painful and strange but you know nothing like that and then uh i had a weird episode where i thought i was having a stroke Ooh. and i had to go did to did you smell bread i no i didn't i was it I a was, torn chest muscle no that's what happened to me no i was just experiencing uh cognitive lapses where i could only remember things for about five seconds to five minutes at a time and then i'd lapse hmm. and not know where i was and what i was doing Whoa. which is kind of extreme isn't it extremely extreme and i went to the uh er and, and you were like, what am I doing here? I knew what it was like to be a goldfish. Because it was like, I would like I would come to and I'd be in the ER and I'd be like, what's wrong with me? And I'd start like really panicking because I didn't know what was wrong. And then I'd realize that I didn't know why I was there. And that right. was obviously very extreme. And so I'd get into this high state of agitation and then I'd forget. And then when I came back to, it was like the energy was still in my body of that extreme panicking. And I would like, I would have these moments where I'd come back and I thought I was like falling or something because I had only experienced that extreme energy like when I was on a roller coaster or something. Mm. And I was like, thought something was sort of like physically happening to me that would mm. cause me to be in motion extreme. And and then, you know, then I would realize that I didn't know where I was. And I, I was, it was pretty terrible. But then, right. I, there, but then I would come to moments where I was like really, really calm. You know what right? you needed. And I would think that I would had just woken up from sleeping. And, you needed a poster with a kitty cat that said, hang in there. <laughs> hang in there. A little kitten. That would have, that would have, I feel like fighting some Calmed you down really good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they never figured out what it was. They put me through every test available and, uh, they ended up just sticking me in a bed and giving me a IV. And I slept through the night. And when I woke up in the morning, I was fine. And it wow. hasn't happened again. Uh, wow. Yeah, it's a bit extreme. <laughs> I might have told this story on the podcast before, but I don't think you guys have heard it. Were there any theories about, was it food related? or They said you're a little dehydrated. That's all we can oh. see is wrong oh. with you. So you had a, a cocaine addiction. Right. Is, is that? <laughs> you know, like, D- cocaine, that's, that's cocaine the Hollywood go- excuse. Dehydrated for, and like, exhaustion. Canc- canceling you know? a tour, oh, canceling okay. a, a film. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Checking into a hospital for dehydration and exhaustion. Uh, I might have told the, yeah, this before, but um, I don't think you guys have heard it. I. I have, you know, I have an affinity towards dogs, and whenever I see a dog, I, my first instinct is to pet it. And there was a dog that, this old, old, like little mutt that lived a bl- block away, and so I went to pet it, and it does just, your dog bite? It it no. bit me. Uh, it hooked. It hooked on. I thought you said your dog does not bite. Yeah, um, that is not my dog. Is that from Heatwave? 
Um, uh, that, that's a call back to the first hour of the show. <laughs> Which doesn't exist anymore. So oh, yeah. Good luck. Oh, so is the uh, Wanna Fight Nazis because of the Hang In There poster. Oh, right. That, yeah, there you go. Uh, and then I saw it bit me and I just bandaged it up. And then two days later, it's, it was just like swollen to the size of a grapefruit and just <laughs> pink <laughs> with like pink, like you know, veins coming out of it. Ah! So like I took a photo of it, sent it to my dad who was a doctor. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing? Get, get, go to the emergency room now. Yeah. It was like the middle of the night. So I drive to the emergency room and uh, they look at it and they're like, yeah, it's severely infected. You should have come in here immediately. And doctor like, you know, says, well, we got a bunch of shots for you. And so then this like 300 pound orderly is like, you know, six, five. Just was big. it one of the fat boys from disorderlies? Uh, the white fat boy. Uh, uh. Yeah, and uh, so he comes in, he's like, I'm here to give you shots. He takes out this huge syringe with like a big three-inch needle, and the the doctor had already given me a one shot on the elbow, or, I mean on the shoulder, and so I I start rolling up my sleeve for him, and he goes, uh-uh, tushy. And I go, what? Tushy. And I, I'm just like, oh, okay, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Orderly. And so I turn around, drop trout, and he... Puts that needle in like the full, God. the full length, and it hurt so much. I was laughing because I did not know that something could cause that much pain in my butt. Like, and so, <laughs> and it was just uh, so I, I was just limping back. Oh, just laughing the whole time because it, it was comical, like that my ass <laughs> should be in that much pain. From you know, which is supposed to save me from pain, from right. you know losing a hand. Uh, but I will never forget just tushy. <laughs> like I'm sorry, sir, is, is that a medical term? Ah, <laughs> yeah. <know>. tushy. <laughs> um, to dial it back a bit, Mike O'Donohue says even Dick Van Dyke thinks your Australian accent is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Dick Van Dyke called once his accent back. <laughs> oh, that's so 2012. Uh, Mario writes, uh, Ash Williams writes in and says, uh, he says that we can, we should pillage Kevin for all the podcasting equipment he has at his house that is just gathering dust. Um, he says, "What are your? What's your favorite fictional band?" Well, I think oh, we're we, still in the mail sack, guys. Yeah. Oh wow, I forgot. Yeah, he think he comes up with an. We try to come up with a new one anytime. Says any weird combination of words that becomes our new fictional favorite fictional. Or band. is he talking about like actual fictional bands? Oh, not oh, to like blow spinal your minds. <laughs> yeah, what a, a wicked scepter, I, I guess from. Um, oh, from, Wild Stallions from uh, Bill, Bill and Ted. Ted. Yeah. No, Wicked Scepter's from uh, uh, the the. Uh, Bob and Doug, I mean, oh, not Bob, yeah. and, Bob and Dave, um, you know, Bob Odenkirk, their, their show, Mr. Show. Mr. Show. And it's like um, the super homoerotic one where they don't get that everything that they do is incredibly homoerotic. The <laughs> Metalocalypse band is pretty tight. Oh, yeah. There you go. Those are, those are guys that can actually play. Right. Um, you can't really beat Spinal Tap, though, seriously. Anyone wants to I've know? had four. Yeah. <laughs> It's less funny to me, guys. When it happens to you, it's not as funny. <laughs> <laughs> is it the most painful thing in the world? Uh, yeah, it's the most painful thing I've ever experienced. Okay. Even it's the sequence of them, too. Oh. Because it, it wasn't like four Why over the course of a day. It was like four in a couple, like oh, an hour or two. It's just a dull roar. That awareness of having something in your spine. wedged into your spine is, is awful. So it's awful. Was it hard for you to enjoy the movie then? Uh, thankfully, I saw the movie before Beforehand. I had the spinal tap. 
Yeah, don't call with the pro- procedure that you're doing to my spine when you're tapping it. Call it something else. <laughs> I don't want this taken from me. Yeah. Uh, um, he also wants to know our fiction, our what would be our porn names, which would be our our first pet's name and our the street that we grew up on. Oh, Mine's not, not very, very porny good. at all. Yeah, what's yours? Gogger Chatfield. I'm AC Redbird. Oh, that's pr- you're like a Native American porn star. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. AC is just not sexy, though. <laughs> Redbird is... Redbird's pretty sexy. Give her some fire water. She'll do anything. Yeah. My name uh, would be... <laughs> so r- r- fucking yeah, racist. Yeah, terrible. Terrible on, like, so many levels. Mm. Uh, awesome. I grew up on Jeremy Avenue. It would, it would, my porn name would be Ron Jeremy because we had this parrot named Ron. I don't believe you. All right, well... I just try to answer them honestly. I went to a nerd party this weekend, and there was a process. wait, 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 wait. Define a nerd party. Uh, it was a release. It's just event. your friends getting together. <laughs> it was a it was a release event for, for the new D and D module, a new theater company project that's taking like seventies and eighties character actors from sci fi and putting them in weird one acts. Huh. Um, Do you have an example? No, because I left the party really quickly. But Why? not before discovering my um, Star Wars name through a process that is so fucking convoluted. <laughs> but well, you of course. T- you take the first three letters of your last name and the first three letters of your first name. And then you, and that's your first name. So I was Wat Wee, and oh, the, which good. is totally Star Wars. Wait, mm. wait wouldn't Wat Will? Uh, oh, it must have just been the first two letters. Though. Okay, Wat Wee. Okay. Wat Wee. And then... Here's where it gets complicated. You take the f- first two letters of your mother's maiden name and the first three letters Jesus. of the city in which you were born. So I was Gurkley. So I was Watwee Gurkley. That's my Star Wars name. That's pretty, that's pretty, yeah. uh. uh hmm. And did you, was so that you guys your... have half an hour, get a pen and paper, <laughs> yeah. come back to me with your Star yeah. Wars See, names. I don't have three letters in my last name, so I can't do that, so. Yeah, my, my last name is my mother's maiden name, so. So you'll have a cool, repetitive, repetitive Star name. Wars name. Yeah. Wait, how does that work? I have my mother's maiden name. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> have you had it your whole life? No. Oh. Uh, and did you do that for professional reasons or no. for personal? Okay. Yeah. And why did you have a name tag with w- yep. what we... It said my Star Wars name is... And I had Watwe Gurkley on it. And did people call you Watwe? No, but no, I, I was there for two minutes. It was cold. It was outdoors. I was like, I got my Star Wars name. I'm leaving. I came for my Star Wars name. I got it. I'm leaving. <laughs> I got what I came here for. <laughs> uh, well, that, that's a but I wish them all the best on their endeavor. I'm sure it's yeah. going to be very exciting. Cheers. Mm-hmm. And how did you get hooked up with that? Uh, a guy I know through the Brown sort of entertainment network is either producing or writing on it. And it was kind of a last minute invite. And... <laughs> And the last time you'll ever go to anything he invites you to? <laughs> no, no, I would. It would have been more in the mood. I just had already been to an event and had just had a meal and was done drinking, and I didn't know anyone there. So I had, and everyone was sort of like meat hustle and shake mode. And I was like, my night is closing. And meat hustle and shake—that's my favorite band, fictional band. <laughs> yeah, meat hustle and shake, or the law offices of meat hustle and shake. <laughs> Ooh, another great fictional what is this, band. Car talk. Um, yeah. What was that early Laura Dern movie? The, the the taints no not the taints the <laughs> legend, the fabulous stains Ooh, they were great that's oh, a, what about the commitments did you guys ever see that oh yeah many, that was a times. real band I love the I commitments. nearly I moved to Tour. Ireland because of watching the commitments the did commitments? you really yeah Bill I want to move to Ireland can we talk uh, don't talk to me about it oh yeah that's right you it hated a, Ireland a, I remember you told me that story about years. the bike 
about like oh yeah people just kick if you lock your bike up people just kick the tire in so your bike is ruined and you can't go anywhere but they don't even steal so it's no, like just, just an act of yeah, viciousness just, yeah it's just a destructive don't move to dublin if you move to ireland don't move to dublin how about belfast uh that's way worse really yeah. my sister well, lived bombings in, and shooting my sister lived in belfast Still? for eight months and she said it was just a grim everybody's sad and uh, by the way declan if you're listening our apologies declan lives in ireland uh oh. but this this is just our personal our personal anecdotal experiences and but you remember from the commitments the the irish are the blacks of europe yeah and the dubliners are the blacks of ireland mm-hmm. and the northsiders are the blacks of dublin so say it loud say it proud i'm black and i'm proud i'm so turned on right now <laughs> I'll be going solo for the next 20 minutes. <laughs> I wouldn't discourage anyone from moving to Ireland. I would say uh, visit, Dublin, Dublin visit is a first. very... Yeah, visit first. Dublin is a very European city, mm-hmm. which has advantages and disadvantages. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I was there in the 90s when there was uh, a heroin problem, mm-hmm. um, and I was broke. So I, I struggled uh, a lot. Mm-hmm. But I also... When I, and when had a heroin problem. And, and had a heroin <laughs> problem, which is why I was broke. Um, uh, in visiting other parts of Ireland, you remember immediately that Dublin is a very different, mm. a very so, separate part of, of Ireland. Mm. Tyson's porn name would be Fritz Ball, and James's, yeah. DJ James's Star Wars name would be Frajam Vasak. Frajam Vasak. Frajam Vasak. Yeah, you have to oh, say Oh, you're like definitely that. a bad Frajam. guy. Frajam. Yeah. You get to be a bad Vasak. guy. I'm, I'm, I'm a good guy. I'm like the co-pilot. You are. Who just goes... <laughs> doesn't have any real lines. I think a lot of the times they're going to yeah, be Yeah, you have tentacles. <laughs> like Jeff's is Pop J. Ruckmog. Yeah, that, that, that's actually a really good way to give a nonsense name that pro, you know, yeah. 99% of the time won't be an actual word or name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we have... We're still in the mail sack. We're still in the mail sack. Mail sack. Mail sack. Mail statements. (laughs) (laughs) No, we've had good questions. We've had questions. Oh, Witch Taint is another great fictional band. There you go. Uh, I talked about the heavy metal dialogues with a friend of mine, baited um, a death metal guy in Sweden by saying his band was harder than than yours. And it turned in this whole internet exchange and in his fictional band that was run out of his mom's basement that was <laughs> more metal than any band in sweden was called witch taint <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one yeah. uh good morning lovely merps this is from lou. Ah, lou. Ah, lou i hope the first show without james is going well <laughs> right do now you mean it's... james or do you mean his star wars name which oh. i've already completely forgotten vashak vashak yeah that's it. That was it. Magic week way. Uh, right now, it's Blizzard Central here in the New York area. Sadly, that means I'll probably miss the live show. I'll be making my way home so I don't get stuck at work. Good luck. Uh, with all this snow, it got me thinking of a question for you all. When was the last time you went sledding? Oh. Also, is there... Great question. Is there an age limit where it becomes socially unacceptable without accompanying children? I really want to go, but at my age, I feel like I need to borrow some children. That's why <laughs> yeah. I went to Magic Mountain with my nieces. Yeah. Like, they were... My, you know, sister said, oh, that would be such a great thing. I'd be like, and I was like, I want to ride these rides <laughs> until that first ride mm. where if you missed the first half of the show. Oh, that was like the best part. That I got was a sick. Good part. Marty's I, story. And I lost my keys and they're sit- sitting in the bushes at Magic Mountain right now. <laughs> Your keys are like the metaphorical first hour of our show. And my car. just gone flying <laughs> and we've watched them go sailing and oh there's nothing God. we can do so to recover They are forever them. lost. Forever no, don't say that. I don't have any. I, my car is still up there. Right, but the most, most like the best part of this is me 
the visual you will get when you realize that after the show, Marty is going to go break in to Magic Mountain. <laughs> yes. He's going to break into a closed down amusement park, go crawling through the bushes, hopefully run into the phantom of the park, defeat him, and then with the help keys. of Kiss. Yeah, with the help of Kiss. <laughs> find his keys heroically, return home in his car. With and kiss. then get a new set of keys so this never happens again. Oh, God. It's just drives me nuts. Like, I know there, I, I think what happened is one of the dogs took the keys out to the backyard because they, they could not have left the property. It's so cute right now. And they're playing right now in the kitchen. Uh, but I think it was actually Kruger's dog who was a foster at the time here. I, uh, Steve has a dog I used to foster. I think that little bitch took my keys and buried them outside. So, awesome. Yeah. That's so something Kruger's dog would do. And he's not oh. hateful. It really was a female dog. Yeah. No, not, not hateful. Well, it was still hateful. Yeah, <laughs> no, it actually Two truths in once. Uh, so sledding. Uh, I haven't sledded in years and years and years. It's been a couple of years. I did go sledding in my friend's backyard when I visited his family in Solon. And his kids are still like, oh, yeah, Mr. Watterson. He's the one who went sledding with us. Mr. Watterson. You look like a Mr. Watterson now. You look like a substitute <laughs> English teacher who's like... You are dressed like Mr. Rogers. He's wearing a V-neck like sweater with a button-up shirt. Yeah. He's just like, hey, hey, kids, we're going to get real today. Since, uh, you know, Miss O'Hara is out for the... She has mono. We're going to really get down. Now, let's talk books. Who likes books? Who's totally into books? Um... I went sledding in college. No, yeah, in college. Uh, we realized that we could, if there were six of us that went, we could rent a cabin. And we, we were in Colorado. You know, we rented a cabin for like 15 bucks a piece. We went up, we played, we played board games. <laughs> we played board games and we went sledding and uh, had snow fights. And it was a hell of a lot of fun. Nice. Yeah. Why don't we do that? We should do that. I did the Southern California equivalent and spent about an hour or so on a bouncy castle slide this weekend. Without me? I know. Bill, that was our thing. I know. That was our thing. And now you just confessed it on air. I know. I'm sorry. Me. Wait, apologize in, with an Irish accent in a little bit. And <laughs> it, this will all be glossed over. <laughs> ah, jeez. I'm sorry, love. Oh, it works. <laughs> <laughs> well done. That's your takeaway. If ever you get in trouble with the, your lady, just say apologize in a foreign accent and you'll yeah. be fine. Here's one thing not to do. Try Do not try going up a bouncy castle slide in reverse with socks on with a torn pcl did you hurt yourself again uh i was sore i didn't go so far as to hurt myself again okay. but i was sore so. and here this kind of bummed me out i was thinking about this on the drive-in actually um on my way to work um work being this um <laughs> <laughs> there were like three or four girl kids mm -hmm. girls like I, I don't i'm bad with ages but Child i would guess people. eight maybe in the in the six to nine year old range uh it was a, a family family-friendly parties. There were lots of kids everywhere. There were maybe 18 kids at this party. Uh, and three or four of the girls were playing on the slide on the, on the Ponza Castle. And I got in there, I got in there with the, the girl I, I went to the party with. So I didn't just go in there by myself. Was it a like, date? It was. I didn't just go in there by myself. Tell like, about the date. Me and these young girls. Where'd you um, meet her? But the girl, I'm not talking about that. But the girls went, the girls <laughs> we're went. talking about that the, though. The little, I'll, tell, I'll tell you all. The little sure. girls went nuts and were like, ah, play. Uh, I'm going to ride down the slide on your back. Uh, push him over. Uh, and like, you're like, the <laughs> beat way, him. Beat yeah, him. Exactly. <laughs> Don't stop till he bleeds. And one girl was literally <laughs> completely WWFing me. Every time I got to the bottom of the slide, she would just jump and land on my chest. Like, mm. ah, right. um, <laughs> when that ends with effing, and you know, WWFing it right. just sounds something like something dirty. WWEing. Yeah, um, this girl was WWFing me. And <laughs> she's like eight, but um, you know, ah, 
And like two two girls at a time, like oh, I'll get his back. You All grab right, his again, feet. Little creepy. And you, you go sliding to, and go sli- and I had like uh, rug burns on my face because my <laughs> yeah. I hit. But anyway, point being, and this this is I I get it, but it made me kind of sad. Um, one of the parents, one of the, one of the mothers came over and, and like, is everything okay in there? And I was like, I have no response to that. Like I'm playing on a bouncy castle with kids, and I thought she was asking me because the kids were literally throwing me around and, and right. kind of hurting me. Yeah. But I realized she she didn't know who I was and thought I was a creepy guy oh. with girls on a bouncy. And I was like, do we need to bring a fucking resume and references to this fucking barbecue yeah. in order to hang out on this bouncy? Ca-? And I get it. If I were a parent, I'd be freaked out. Who's this guy? But right. ask the host who the guy is. Right, right, right. Like, don't... Come like confront me. I'm not doing anything wrong. And it's not like it was a public bouncy castle. It yeah. was a party. We weren't in a park. Yeah. And I, 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 I and totally you were just trying it. to impress your date to say that. Look at I'm kid friendly. Oh, the date had taken off ages ago. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was just running around. Um, but um, I don't know. It kind of bummed me out. And and was it, it I'm f- conflicted because I get it. I absolutely get why you would have to check. It mm-hmm. is it is a a, a mm-hmm. 40 year old guy with like four or five yeah. little girls and, the, and there was a there was a lot of physical like they were on my back yeah. and 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 like they would slide down the slide and jump and land on me mm-hmm. no one gave a shit how i was doing though right. <laughs> um <laughs> i mean i literally like had like a blood scar above my eye oh and, like, man my, was I this... had holes in my jeans so my knees got burned on the mm. rubber of the slide um was this I, a first know, date no it really oh. kind of like I I wish we had a better perspective of, of, on how prevalent that is because I think there is also a danger of teaching kids to fear, you know? Mm. Like, I think... I remember being really sensitive as a kid and if my mom looked like she was a little leery about something, I would immediately be freaked out because I would always presume that she knew like definitively mm. what was dangerous and what wasn't. So if there was a person that she was a little iffy about, I immediately, like, my uh, fear response was really right. high. And I think that's really... Like, I think it's really dangerous to teach children fear when they don't need to. And, like, Hmm. I remember I was, uh, when I went around and taught Shakespeare to to kids, again, I'm not very good with ages, but this was, like, first or second grade. A little girl came up to me after my presentation because they were coming, this class was coming to Theatricum Botanicum for a field trip. And I was telling them about, you know, okay, so when you come to Theatricum Botanicum, be sure you wear clothes because it's in the woods. Or, like, you know, you wear heavy clothes because it's in the woods. It's going to be a little cold. Be sure to bring... Don't come naked. Don't come naked again. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you know, so just, you know, telling them about what they needed to prepare for. And so after I was done, this little girl came up to me, first or second grader, and she said, how do we protect against the men that will take us? Or something like that. Ooh. And I was like, and I mean, I just had no idea what she was talking about. I just didn't clue. And I'm like, what are you like? What are you talking about? The bus drivers that are going to drive you up here? The woodsmen? Like, what are you talking about? And, and young girls? Well, but she, she... And I, you know, in talking to her, I realized that she was taught, like, her parents trained this fear into her that if she went somewhere away from her parents, she was going to be stolen by the bad men. And to be fair, you, like, parents, they want to prepare, they want to protect their children however possible, but they don't always think it through in the way that's going to be practical in the long run and to make them fit into society in a, you know, in In a healthy way. way. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just, I, I think. I mean, it's got to be so hard to be a parent, so I'm not coming down on anybody because Lord knows I don't have kids because I just don't think I could do it. But just from my experience as a child, it's I think I don't think it's as prevalent as we're led to believe by the media. And I think it is dangerous to teach your children to fear people. So, Lou, I hope this answers your question on sledding. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. No, I think I'm just saying she could have checked with the host and said, "Is this guy all right?" Or she could have just stood off and observed and seen that I was. She didn't have to come and confront me. Right? It's like I'm entertaining your children for free, 
and it's hurting me. So you're welcome. <laughs> but the Northeast right now is getting hit with a huge snowstorm, and I think Lou, you should take advantage of it. Oh yeah, and yeah. absolutely yeah. sled and fear just strangers and just <laughs> knock kids off their sleds if they happen to get in your fucking way because you know, goddamn, you're it, bigger. Take them out. Yeah, get a toboggan with no brakes and just take them. The Jungle fuck rules. Out. Yeah, yeah. And uh, by the way, and send pictures. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah send we want to see pictures of you. And when we get the video thing going, we'll we'll post them. Uh, lose <laughs> video thing going. That'll be the day. <laughs> oh come on, lose. This podcast is brought to you by this thing we <laughs> haven't paid for yet. No, I paid for it. I, I got the code already. I just I, I that, but after I started the, this, so I can't stop and start it again. Right. Uh, lose Star Wars name is Culo Nucha, which sounds like oh, a that sounds like a Spanish. Sounds like a Star Wars sport. Porn name. No, that sounds it sounds like Kucha. Spanish. No, culo, which is culo. That's ass, or isn't that oh, no. in Spanish? And then nucha sounds like a a horrible, you know, gross adjective in Spanish. <laughs> I thought it was pretty, and then you start talking. Jadelyn says that her mother lives in County Galway, which is a oh, lovely. lovely place. It is. Galway Bay. And she go to Galway Bay. Invited you to stay there. <gasps> Oh, let's be besties. I'll, I'll get on Twitter just to talk to you. And then Chris says that he went sledding on Christmas Eve five years ago, Chris Brown, uh, with a German friend from uni uh, who spent the holidays with him in Toronto. So, And Chris, I believe, is an adult. So it's absolutely acceptable. All okay to go sledding. And Chris's porn name is Pisces Fanshaw, Star Wars, Brock Herbra. That's a good one. Mm. Those are both or, good. Or Broach Herbra. Brock. I like Brock. I'm going to pronounce it C-H's. Yeah. Uh, and I think we have one more mail sack question. Um, this one is from Peter WG. Growl. He's like, I have had enough of being good. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, I, the dogs are on the other side of a gate right now, and they're just staring at us. Like, they're Why don't they say something funny? Yeah. <laughs> God, let me, give me a mic, God damn it. Peter WG says, this morning all. Going to be missing the second half of the show. You mean the only half of the show? <laughs> the so, show? In other so hopefully Marty keeps things recording. Starts things recording. <laughs> I landed a new j- job that is based out in LA, and uh, it's going to have me flying out often. I'm headed there from from on February 10th to the 14th. If you had any suggestions on um, ways to occupy my evenings out there, uh, thanks, Downtown Peter W. LA. P.S. Marty, don't apologize for bringing things down when you're going through fucking uh, what. Uh, what you're going through is fucking tough, and I'm sorry that it, you, it's going on. Also, sorry about the keys. Uh, thank you so much. Um, there are so many things to do in LA, and it's true. And I think what I would do is look on the uh, Largo Cafe or whatever Cafe Largo or no, what is it called? Lar- the Largo. They do have incredible shows. There's Go- an app. Time out. If you get a Time Out app, LA, it will show you everything that's happening. It's a little bit of an overload because there is so much happening. It's like, well, how do I determine what I should do and what I shouldn't? But right. if you go to uh, Time Out, there it is, Time Out Los Angeles. You'll have a, a up to date list of things to do. I yeah. have been blown away. I spent this weekend. He wants the insider line. I spent this weekend in neighborhoods I don't usually hang out in, mm-hmm. and just felt like I was on vacation the whole time because there there is so. LA has so many distinct neighborhoods that have yeah. completely different vibes that when when someone says I hate LA, I'm like you have no idea what you're which part what yeah. neighborhood do you hate in LA? Downtown. It's like it, <laughs> you know it's like saying I hate it's like it's like saying I hate white people. Or like, I hate okay, your... well have you met Australians? Have you right. met 
Oh, don't don't meet don't Germans the Australian. Met, I met them all, and I hate them all. Um, <laughs> it's been really hard so, for me to sit here with you two. <laughs> so vastly different, you know. Um, yeah. That's what a white person would say. Typical. <laughs> all white people are the same. Defending your race, no, you know, it's just whatever. Uh, or I hate Americans. But there LA so is many. Yeah. So it depends on where you are in LA. Varieties, and I imagine I don't know what your what your what part of town you're going to be in, but. Um, at Largo on Tuesday the 11th, you can go see Bill Burr at... God, Bill Burr's hysterical. And Good Eddie guy. Pepitone and very special guests. And so you'll see a surprise like uh, of guests. Like I went to go see Patton Oswalt and, uh, a couple weeks ago. And then it was Patton Oswalt and Friends. And Tignatara was there. And she mm. was so fucking funny. She was hilarious. She did, did they introduce her as the female comedian? No, no, they don't need... Everybody knows who Tig is. And <laughs> she also looks like a guy. Yeah. And so you think he was trying to sneak it past people? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but for her sake. So you, you know, you will be surprised what you see if you go there. And there's still tickets available. Tignadaro is beautiful, by the way, and very, very funny and smart and interesting. So, um, and and Patton Oswalt was great too, even though he was deathly ill. Oh. Yeah. Uh, spinal tap for that man. This is <laughs> four consecutive spinal taps. <laughs> um, this th- this is how fun and exciting different neighborhoods in LA are. I've started, and I'll invite all you guys when this happens. But I've started putting together adventure packages <gasps> for like getting a bunch of friends and like this this Saturday we're gonna go to K Town and it's like happy hour dinner bar That's slash Korea, event Korea afterwards Town for those who oh don't know. Um, and like, wow. just picking a different neighborhood. Every couple weeks, I want in. I mean, like Tokyo, uh, you know, little Tokyo adventure package, and Very so cool. you, you sort of explore, and you have a completely different night, neighborhood <laughs> to neighborhood. You said that like a, like a Japanese announcer, little Tokyo adventure package, a little Tokyo adventure package. Good time. Why don't we? On <laughs> my first podcast, uh, Bill told me how everybody makes like does an impression of your mom. And mm-hmm. he's like, can you do a Chinese impression? And I was like, no, but I can do a Japanese samurai. <laughs> <laughs> and go. Oh, what did I say? Oh, Madison, clean your room. I like that in the samurai culture, cleanliness is close to godliness. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen, uh, ever seen a dirty samurai, no, a messy once. samurai's house? No, that definitely sounds people. like a sex act. Uh, <laughs> a <laughs> dirty samurai? samurai. <laughs> What would a dirty samurai she be? She was WWFing me <laughs> before, before she started giving me a dirty samurai. And she was eight years old. <laughs> and her mom had a problem with it. And I'm like, what the fuck, lady? I was invited to this party. Don't teach him fear. So all these people are tweeting in about this date that you went on. So who is this person? Really? Yeah. Uh, oh, guys, Bill, everybody's interested in your, in your, in your dating life. Uh, who, who is this person? Don't jinx it. Don't jinx it. This is important. Don't jinx it. So this is a new thing. Yeah, relatively. Uh-huh. This is something I've been keeping a secret from the general public until now. Yeah, because you're you gotta let it germinate. You gotta you're... let this stuff germinate before you release it into the world. You're ashamed yeah. of her? No, <laughs> the opposite. I'm ashamed of myself. Aw, no. But um, that's that's that sustains no matter who you're dating. <laughs> uh, Easy. I'm working on that. Aww. Um No, I uh, I don't know. I just want to keep it to myself. Thank you, though, for that, being interested. Oh, nobody. You actually, weirdos. No, actually, nobody tweeted in. That I, was I didn't a think clever so. ploy. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, this is a podcast where we hosts talk about our lives. So, um, Yeah, that's, that's just one aspect I'm putting off limits for now. All right. All right. Well, let, keep us uh, informed of all your bouncy castle dates. All <laughs> <laughs> uh, my child predatory <laughs> afternoons. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, so, 
Um, I think we're going to... Oh, oh, no, here's one thing I wanted to do. Have, you, have I given you softballs recently? No, no softballs have been lodged. All right. Well, um, Launched. That's an even better word. Pitched. Do you remember pitched. the softball theme song? It's coming in threes. Coming at you with, with ease. Something like that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if but then, you, I don't know the chorus, though. Uh, uh, well, it's... Something like that. It's a very hard song for softballs. Is that the joke? Yeah, yeah. Very clever, guys. Very clever. So... I, I just fair warning. I may have to leave before the end of this segment. Oh, Uh-oh. okay. Uh, what is your go-to fast food order? I know you order fast food. Huh? I love El Pollo Loco. And what do you order? El that? Pollo Loco. They have the uh, I can't remember what they're called, but they're like a uh, quesadilla sort of things. But they're like you can. Eat I them. think it's called a quesadilla. A quesadilla. No, no, that's what it is. No, no. Bear witness, it. they are quesadilla sort of things. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have the uh, quesadilla sort of thing um, with the super size, please. Yeah. Because they're like, it's like, you can eat them in the car because the entire thing is folded up in bread. So you have to like eat through the bread. The bread is the like plate. So you I eat see. the plate, you eat the bread plate. It's a quesadilla sort of thing. Sounds decadent. You can even eat the dishes. Yes, yes, mm. yes. It's it's sort of like, you know, those food pockets that they sent down with the miners. Right. So the miners didn't have to... You all know Sandwiches? No, they were... They're completely... It's like a meal Encased. baked inside bread, so you don't have to have any utensils or plates or any sort mm. of... A quesadilla sort of thing. Bill? <laughs> um, I, I have to honestly say I have not done fast food in forever. If I would do it, it would be... Even at, and I could choose. It would be In and Out Burger, and I would Why? I'd get it protein style. I really like it. I don't understand. Like In and Out Burger, for those of you who don't live here, is a huge thing. Like Fresh the, ingredients. The traffic will be backed up for blocks. I won't go for that. I won't wait for it. Waiting in line to yeah, get In and Out Burger. Yeah, I won't wait for it. But it it is it is fresh ingredients. Okay. Um, and and I would do a, a protein style is is bunless. It's in a lettuce wrap. Only in Los Angeles. <laughs> and, uh, and French fries. Or, and I, if, if I'm stuck, if I'm on a road and it's like Hardee's is the only mm-hmm. option, I'll just get fries. Because mm-hmm. any meat from any of those places is probably so fucking gnarly that mm-hmm. I wouldn't, my stomach wouldn't be able to handle it. Oh, it's called a, a chicken fajita stuffed quesadilla. There you go, everybody. A quesadilla You're kind welcome. of thing. It's not just You're a quesadilla. Welcome. <laughs> They're delicious. Yeah. <laughs> and convenient. Um, Marty, your go-to? Oh, I there's, I have an order for every different place, but <laughs> let's can we? We'll just throw out some softballs to you, McDonald's. Oh, I don't go to McDonald's. Uh, Burger King. Burger King. Uh, no, well, I, it's fast food. But you said you had a place for everything. Uh, well, Jack in the Box, I get a grilled cheese sandwich with grilled onions and tomato. Carl Jr. And that's like a dollar fifty-nine, and it's delicious. And then Sonic. A Sonic is terrible. And then, They're all terrible. Yeah. No, Del Taco is awesome. Del, Del Taco. Taco. What do you get at Del Taco? You get a uh, quesadilla with onions and then uh, ch- chili cheese fries. Mm. Taco Bell, they have this grilled stuffed nacho, which is terrible, but I get that with beans instead of meat. I ate at Taco Bell 10 years ago and was immediately sick, and I haven't eaten there since. Like mm. My body can't process it. It's just fucking nasty. That makes sense. Yeah. The, the key to, is to order off the menu in a way that is uh, where I, I don't eat the meat at these places and then um and then you know I, things are better with grilled onions on them i did go to this yeah. joint in charleston west virginia before their water well was poisoned uh <laughs> that uh had 
award-winning biscuits, but it was basically a McDonald's that just was turned that they took over. Whoa! And and it was pretty fast foody, but it was it was really awesome, like sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit sandwich. It's fucking great. Um, Jeff reminded us. If you like it rough, well, tough, here comes Marty's softballs. Oh, that's a little more on the nose. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But there was a coming at you in threes part, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah. Because you asked three of them. Going to put you, yeah, coming at you in threes, going to put you at ease. That's it, put you at ease, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Okay, second second softball. What is, who was your first crush? Oh, Ed Leon. Edward Leon in uh, uh, kindergarten. We used to... um, Oh, yours is a real person. Yeah. Yeah, you got me beat. <laughs> in kindergarten, we would sit. Uh, we had a Mercedes-Benz turbo Bill, diesel. Bill's first crush has never left his side because she's invisible. <laughs> she's a drawing, actually. I when it gets it to me, character. I'll tell you. All right. Um, we would, so there was a, you know, it was a station wagon. So we would sit in the back and there was a huge window so we could see the cars behind us. And Ed and I would kiss and see if we could get the cars to wow. honk. That were behind. Who initiated? You got to actually kiss your first crush? Well, because they couldn't see. The parents couldn't see. Yeah, our parents. Well, no, they knew we were doing it. And they're like, you guys, are you guys? Oh, God, so embarrassing. (laughs) And who who initiated the kiss? I don't remember. We were pretty, uh, I I was into it. Feisty? Yeah, yeah. When did the kissing stop? In, uh, I believe it was first grade. And I I remember going into first grade, the very first day of first grade, and thinking, oh, this is going to be so weird. I'm going to see Ed, and I don't feel like kissing him anymore. This is going to be so awkward. And he came up to me, and he said, Emily, I think we should break up. And I went, oh, thank God. <laughs> oh, if only it were that easy. Yeah, if only all your future yeah, relationships worked out like that. that. Was, I was like, I, that's a great idea. High five. High five. <laughs> Let's go stick crayons up our noses. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, the, see if anyone honks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is the rite of passage you do after your first First break your first breakup. Yeah. yeah. It's lovely. Should uh, still do it. That's how Keep I got such piece. a big nose. <laughs> yeah. Aww. Uh, Bill, who was this who was this stenciled wonder? Out of the library, I procured a Star Wars graphic novel that was the first third of the movie, and it was clearly before the movie hit theaters because it had the scenes that were edited out with Jabba the Hutt and another scene with yes. Wedge that was cut out. Yes. Um and it was gorgeously drawn. Um, oversized graphic novel, and the bit where the floating droid with the syringes comes and sticks Marty in the butt. Ow! And it's like whoa, 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 tushy, whoa, 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 whoa. tushy. Yeah. Um, there's, um, there's the reaction shot of Princess Leia, like sort of looking scared over her shoulder, and it was mm-hmm. all in like blues and blacks. And it was this gorgeous, gorgeous ink drawing, uh, gorgeously inked drawing. Of a terrified woman, and I was like, I will protect you. I will save you. And that was my first ever crush. And ironically enough, I recently uncovered uh, that graphic novel. It still has the, like, Cleveland Heights Public Library sticker on it and everything. Um, And I gave it as a gift. Yeah. I gave it as a gift to my uh, biggest Star Wars friend, biggest Star Wars fan friend who was doing a favor for me uh, in the editing room. Oh, uh, so I, I gave that as a gift and was so able to say how goodbye. Do ma- how do you masturbate now? Right, <laughs> I was able. I was able to say goodbye one last time Aww. to my very first crush, Marty. Oh, I guess it would be Green, uh, Karina Picorni. I didn't have a crush on Princess Leia in the movie, though. Just in, that drawing. 
Oh, go, go figure. I didn't do anything inappropriate with the action figure. It was just literally just that one frame. Inappropriate? That's was what action that, figures are for. Who, who drew it? Do you know? Was it Howard Chaykin? Or? I think it was Chaykin. Yeah. I was actually going to look it up, but I didn't even know how to begin yeah, searching did, for it because there were so many Star Wars comic books, but I think it was Howard Chaykin. It was beautiful. Like the, the, laser, the laser blasts were this gorgeous black, orange, and He's yellows. kind of a perv when it comes to drawing ladies. Is he? Yeah, yeah. yeah he did American Flag. Which oh, is, yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is, uh, this, was just, this was just neck up of Princess Leia. So wow. I was clearly attracted to her mind and, <laughs> her and, she, and her need of me. Yeah. See, I didn't think she was afraid of me. I didn't think she was looking at me scared. I think she was scared and I was going to help her. You're going to protect her. And there was this like gleam on her lower lip. Whatever. Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyhow, she was super cute. And like for wh- whatever reason in kindergarten, I had them ranked, you know, like first was Karina, second was Stacy, and third was Kelly. Mm-hmm. And then like... Uh, they, Ranking chicks. Yeah. And then... I miss it. Yeah. And... But I didn't tell I, any of them. And then by the time high school came around, Karina didn't turn out to be as... It's attractive. weird how that happens. She was yeah. an early bloomer. Yeah. Very but early. Stacy was super cute. Let's hang out and rank chicks sometime, Marty. I, I'm doing it right now. You're number one, Emily, <laughs> yes. in this room. <laughs> Uh, yes, sexism working in my favor. It's not sexism. It's uh, I'm ranking you on your intellectual prowess. I beat the dogs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I rank the bitches. No. Um, I don't I, think women do that. I know I don't do that. I don't rank men. I, I want to make a list with numbers on it. I have like yeah. a yes and no. It's like you're yes, you're no, and then among the yeses, it's just like who do I have the oh so girly? Who Who's do I have runner? the most emotional connection with? <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Yeah, well, I think guys do the same thing. When you meet a woman, no matter what, the first thing you do is fuckable, not fuckable. Hmm. And it's a, sort of a subconscious thing. You know? yeah. it's not un- yeah. And that's malleable. And it's, yeah, yeah. Sudden, and then you. If she's funny, it's like, huh, I may have to rethink that. Yeah. Or she says something inappropriate, like, you know, something racist, and you're like, you're now huh. ugly to me. <laughs> uh, that happened to me on a date once. Where she said something racist? Yeah, she started saying, you know what? Fucking Beverly Hills with all these like Persian people. They're just, they're so fucking rude and mm. like, I'm out. That's sort of, I've noticed in Hollywood, that's sort of. Persian people in Beverly Hills are rude as shit, but. It's sort of an uh, acceptable <laughs> prejudice. You, uh, in you Hollywood. just became less well, not fuckable. That I, think, to me. Not that I think it's acceptable, but for some reason, people seem to think it's okay, acceptable. Okay, many Persians in Beverly Hills are rude as shit. Well, I think many people in Beverly Hills are rude yeah. as shit. Yeah. These, you know, yeah. Rich, entitled people, and there are a lot, <laughs> happen to be a lot of Persian people in Beverly Hills, but. I know oh, I have a good friend who used to live in Beverly Hills, and he happens to be Persian. Heart of gold. Greatest guy. Mm. Yeah. Um, Why don't you get him to pay for all this shit? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Heart of gold and what yeah. else? <laughs> yeah. He's, he's got a, I went to his house a couple months ago. It was just a palace, like, in, just overlooking. I'm like, two living rooms, and I'm just thinking, like, I'm doing something wrong. Yeah. No. We all are. Yeah. Uh, it's called podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you're listening to it. I gotta, I gotta hit the road. What's this last softball? Okay, uh, what album always makes you happy? Like that you go to, Honk. and it just takes the Muppet you happy. Movie. Huh? The Muppet movie soundtrack. Oh, oh, good movie call. Soundtrack. Good call. Yeah. Which song in particular? Well, uh, the Rainbow Connection always makes me like. It, it has. Uh, I'm Moving hair trigger right sentimental along. when I hear that song. No song hits me in the gut more than. 
I'm going to, to go, go back, back there, there someday. That song is amazing. That if you could is put, an incredible if you could tune. take that, if you could take out Miss Piggy's song from the Muppet Movie yeah. soundtrack and put that Never song before. in, yeah, that will oh, yeah. get rid of it. But put that song in, it There's would be the perfect album. A word yet for, for old friends who just met. Heart, uh, heaven, part, space. That's that song makes me really sad. That's an amazing song. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I really like moving right along. Moving right along in search of good times and good news. With good friends you can't lose. It's could become a habit. Opportunity knocks. Once let's reach out and grab it. Together we'll nab it. We are hitchhike bus or yellow cabin. All right, anymore we have to pay for it. Moving right along. And I hope that something better comes along. That's great. Great, great, great rapport between Jim Henson and himself. Yeah, really <laughs> no, remarkable. that number. Hey, too soon, buddy. <laughs> Rolf was always my favorite Muppet. Yeah, mine too. Yeah, he's the best. Um, uh, yeah, that, that, I think that's, that's an awesome, awesome, awesome. Not often you see a guy that blue. The guy that green with the blues that bad. I gotta go. Wait, quick, give us yours. What's your favorite album? Album makes me happy. I mean, that was really good. But when the one I the album I go back to that always feels fresh is um is is London Calling, but it doesn't necessarily make me happy because it's so angsty. Yeah. Um. That is happy for you, Bill. Yeah, easy. And I, I do listen to uh, a lot of CCR, but I don't I don't listen to the albums anymore because I don't have my record collection with me. I listen to cuts, but not actual albums. Uh, fall from Grace of God with of the Fall from Grace. Oh. I should fall from Fall from Grace with with God by the Pogues is hit after hit. That's a, just a band peaking. Um, Where no doctor can believe me if I'm buried beneath the sod. I actually. Oh wait, yeah, yeah. Oh no, I didn't sing. I sang uh, "Sunny Side of the Street" at my dad's funeral. I didn't sing it actually, but I played it with some guys who sang it. Oh, mm. um, but I don't think that's on that album. Um, uh, I, it's not an album world for like, me anymore. T Rex, Electric Warrior. Yeah, the, all right, you gotta go. You know, but that doesn't make me happy so much. I makes said me you want, gotta go. Makes you want to <laughs> do something. Stop bad. talking. Your egos are waiting for you. <laughs> Someone's stealing your egos, Bill. Uh oh, uh oh. I think I see someone stealing your egos. I'm engaged in a softball, and they better let go of my egos. <laughs> By the way, for those who didn't miss uh, hear the first half, Bill is, it doesn't exist. <laughs> going, Bill is going on an audition for egos. Ego waffles. Maybe it's an ego new product. It just said ego. Could be a new product. Oh, it's true. Do it's... they make? Does ego make more than waffles? Sure. Wow. They make uh, blueberry they... waffles <laughs> <laughs> with imitation blueberries. All right. Well, it was fun podcasting. I'm excited about the new era. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, James, we miss you. And oh, yeah. uh, we will, um, yes, <laughs> we will hopefully be more technically smooth next week. But I'm, we're still going. I still haven't gotten to mine yet. All right. So, well, fuck. Yeah, See you guys. Yeah. All right. Don't turn off. Yeah. Uh, there's a, a Swedish band called, um, called Marching Band, and they have very, very peppy, upbeat music. And recently that's the, the album that I've been listening to. It's their first album. Don't remember the name. And, there, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Tell it tell on the air. Go ahead. Uh, Bill and I are going to go for lunch for real this week. Aw. No, your mic's off. Go I ahead. couldn't tell if she was making like go sledding or go on a bouncy castle. Couldn't just tell do what... something. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Have a good lunch, guys. And uh, Bill. Just Bill. Oh. I'm still here. No, but you're going to. Don't fire I'm me a... yet. Oh, and break a leg. Bill is saying goodbye to the dogs. Okay. This is. <laughs> okay. Sorry. All right. This is bad there's podcasting. A, there's, a, there's an album from Sweden. Yeah, it's a marching band, and um, uh, here I'll play a little bit of it from for you guys. Um, but 
All right, keep talking talk about something. So, um, uh, stuff and things. And oh, the wall is red. Uh, the wall and the ceiling are both uniformly red. I don't have anything. Um, All right. Sorry, sorry, guys. Sorry, technical difficulties. No, no, it's just uh, I wasn't ready. We're not. We're, we weren't prepared for this softball that Marty wrote himself. Yeah, this isn't even. I don't think this is even from. It's never been just you and me before, Marty. Uh, I think this is a first. Is it a first? Uh, I, I believe it is. I, I, I'm used. Usually, there was. I really James couldn't here. imagine. I think if I had to sit alone during, um, you know, current events and political talk, I would have remembered it. <laughs> Okay. Oh, here's a yeah. No, you would have absolutely remembered, <laughs> and I would remember you rolling your eyes constantly. <laughs> See, it's peppy. It's that upbeat. Is sweet. It's not, oh, there is another band called. Um, have you ever heard of Clap Your Hands Say Yeah? Yeah, yeah. I like their album. Usually makes me pretty happy. Their first album. Yeah. yeah, I used to listen to it while I was riding my bike, so I also have that association. And then there was like a couple personal bands. I remember I hung out with um, with some bands in Albuquerque. Two bands in particular I hung out with in Albuquerque. Albuquerque. Albuherpes? Um, I had Albuherpes once. <laughs> yeah. Stays in your system for a long ass time. <laughs> and uh, whenever I hear their stuff, I get really sentimental and and happy. Um, and then uh, let's see. Chris Brown says his go-to is something to die for by the sounds, mm-hmm. and uh, I've not heard that. I haven't either. Uh, I've heard of the sounds. I haven't heard the sounds, so yes. I will definitely check that out. Uh, and uh, anything new in the, the job hunting acting world? Uh, getting new audio equipment. <laughs> oh, really? Parallel paths. Yeah, yeah, getting new audio equipment for recording uh, books on tape. Uh, also, I'm I'm writing a novel. I don't know if I told the. No, that's yeah, very exciting. writing a novel. I'm on 157 pages at the moment, and I feel like I just started telling the story I wanted to tell. I'm very long-winded. I don't know. <laughs> uh, you had us fooled. <laughs> yeah, uh, I just go on and on. And then um, was the third day? Oh, I've been doing Kaylee's. Uh, Kaylee's. It's an Irish sort. Of, it's sort of like an Irish party where a whole bunch of people who play Irish music get together very drunkenly and play Irish music. It's not like a. Um, it's not like a concert. It's not like a. It's not like going to a bar and hearing a a band play. It's literally a bunch of people bring their instruments and get very drunk and then just wail. And you're just in the corner fanning yourself like, oh, keep keep talking though. Don't stop talking. There are some Irishmen there and I do engage them in conversation regularly (laughs) for my own titillation. Who's the swooner? Um, Or no, that's not even Irish. but (laughs) That was like Bostonian or something. Um, But no, I play the fiddle. uh, Oh. And last night I was cleaning my closet and I never let my cats in my closet because that's where I keep my fiddle. And my cats knocked my fiddle off because I left the door open and they actually uh, broke my fiddle. So last night was a really rough night because they broke my fiddle. And then I found out that my brother is, maybe I shouldn't say, but my brother is breaking up with his girlfriend who I am. She's just the best. She's like the best thing that's happened to him ever. And they're breaking up and she's moving out and... I'm going to have to be spending the next month or so sort of uh, helping him, and I need to introduce well, he's him. He's in to town, new, right? He's in town, right. yeah, and I need to introduce him to new friends because all of his friends were her friends, but he's very shy, so it's very difficult uh. to introduce him to new friends. Um, so uh, that's uh, now that I'm caffeinated and Bill's gone, you see how I can oh carry my God. on and Can't on and on. Can't shut the girl up. <laughs> we need Bill. Get Bill back. Yeah. So that's, that's what's new with me. How about you, Marty? Um, what's new with me? Mm-hmm. Oh no! There's nothing. There's I've worked. I, I 
I'm to the point where I just need to make my union dues, and I'll do mm-hmm. like I did like a background work on a commercial. It was actually a oh, Muppets wow. commercial. Whoa! Yeah, that was kind of cool. But you know, it's just it's doing that sort of work is soul crushing yeah. a little bit. But I mean, people are very nice. You know, so. one of the very first uh, well. f- like big studio films that I was ever on was um, was uh, I was I was an extra, and it was the most fun I'd ever had. And I think nice. a lot of it had to do with the fact that it was in Albuquerque. And what like, was the movie? The movie was Gamer. Oh, I've seen it with uh, what's his name, Gerard uh, Gerard Butler, Butler Scottish. Um, <laughs> do you see yourself in it? I think so. I haven't actually watched it, but people who saw, I did get a, a featured moment. There's a scene like I played one of the Sims, I guess, and there's oh. a featured moment where yeah. somebody walks into a bar and I'm sitting there laughing in and agony. You, and you got a voucher for it? Uh, no, I I became. I became sag the dignified way, Marty. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's terrible. It's I mean, it's so so tough to get into SAG and But you don't want to. That's what if you're moving out to California because you want to be an actor, don't get into SAG until you absolutely have to. I know you will feel like you're more of a professional when you're in SAG and it is an accomplishment and very good for everyone who gets it. But for your career's sake, don't get in SAG until you absolutely until Why? They force you. You will have more work. Oh yeah, yeah. Because you can work on lots of you can work on lots of different things. Right. And the uh, the competition out here is so stiff that you right. need as many opportunities as you can get. Yeah, I mean, I've been. Of course, you are more hireable for paid work if you can. That's not true. Oh, you no, got, you got paid as an. Uh, oh yeah, if you get hired onto a SAG gig, you get. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, but it's harder to get those those paid opportunities. You know, like. Uh, really? Not in my experience. I was going up for SAG. Well, then again, I was also in Albuquerque. I don't know about. Um, uh, I don't know about California, but I have not found myself having any more career opportunities because I'm SAG. Right. Blah, 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 fine print. No, no. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, I mean, the, the goal is when you come out here is to work. And so you right. want to create as many opportunities as possible. And you need that. I, I, my experience is you need that non-union. You, you get more experience non-union. Right. Oh, my God. Sorry about that. Um, it's a very sensitive topic so, for the dog. Shh. Sorry. All right. <laughs> Sheppy, Sheppy, shut the fuck up. That was my Kevin impression. <laughs> um, oh, it's not Sheppy. What was it? Oh, God. I'm terrible. Uh, anyhow. Is that it? Yeah, it's That's the last softball? Oh, yeah, there's three. There's three uh, to put you at ease. That was yeah, yeah, three yeah. to no, put you at ease, I, ladies I, and gentlemen. I told you three. Yeah, yeah. Those are the softballs. <laughs> and I'm at ease now. Except I've had Marty's Curiously Strong Coffee, so I could just, wow, zoom. Yeah. All right. So I'm... <laughs> I have to just talk about something. I have to download something very quickly. Oh, God. Oh, God, I hate being put on the spot. Talk about something, about anything. What was I talking about before that I had so much to talk about? Oh, SAG. Oh, no, Gamer. I think part of the reason why uh, being a background in Gamer in Albuquerque was so fun was because, like, films never come through. So people, like, were just excited to be there and be on a movie and, like, be fed craft services, which is really fun if you've never, <laughs> you've never had, like, craft services and catering before. And, you know, right. you got to hang out with celebrities and, like, people... Like, the way people reacted to celebrities in Albuquerque was so different than the, the way they react out how, here. How did they react? Sincerely, you know? Like, like they were sort of gracious and sincere, whereas I feel like in, in Los Angeles, we're sort of acclimated to celebrities, or we sort of like to pretend we're acclimated to celebrities, but we're not really. So we do that strange thing where we sort of stare at them and pretend we're not staring at them and talk about them and pretend we're not talking about them. <laughs> we're in Albuquerque, like... If you felt like they were just sort of like, I see these, you know, people go up to Gerard Butler and just be like, hi, nice to meet you. Like, it's genuinely insincere. And then we just leave them alone. 
and it it just sort of was relaxed a little bit more because no one was trying to be cool. Right, right. You know, but nobody either. Nobody asked too much of anybody either. You know, and that was also really nice. Um, the so th- there's an agency that does commercial background work, mm-hmm. and I'm and for commercials you get paid a lot more than you do on a feature yeah. film, and it usually it's usually pretty easy, and uh, and people are very like these are people who have other jobs and they mm-hmm. do this on the side. So like mm-hmm. the, the, I, very few of them were actors, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's, so it's, it's not as sad as people think of like, I hope I get discovered. You know, these are right. people who've been doing it for 15 years for the same agency, you know, mm-hmm. and they just do it, you know, work a couple times a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and usually it's not like celebrities or anything like that, but mm-hmm. it is. And, and it, there's like, when you work as a principal on a commercial, you are the one person uh, that people don't know. Right. Like the, the the background, the extras, they know the crews because they've worked for the same right. at the same time. So they're joking with each other, and you're the asshole getting paid more than anybody else that comes in to foreign territory. Foreign territory, yeah. and so you just sit and you wait and you do your thing, and then you go and and which is fine because you do get paid a shitload of money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it is uh, it, it's a little it's, alienating. It's it is alienating. So it's a the, there's a, a a camaraderie amongst these people that it's you know it's good it's it's good but it doesn't feel good as an actor to be like oh i'm doing background work you know yeah i think because it was like one of the first things i did it didn't even phase me that um that i was doing background work it was like oh okay this is this is a big budget movie set it's fun and you know you can have fun especially if you hang out with really cool people but i think a lot of the um extras in hollywood might be crazy that's what i hear is that they're all like sort of like um, one step away from being transients, and right. Why am I talking like Darren from Wolfhampton? <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about crazy. No, <laughs> talking, talking about the crazy, like it might come bursting through the yeah. door. <laughs> no. Um. Well, I th- guys, thank you so much for listening. We've had. Oh, we're we're over. Oh my god, we're twelve minutes over. Yes, and uh, please get your emails in to at noonerpodcast at gmail dot com. Tweets nooner Dan, Dan Marty. And um, we're going to get that. I'm going to get off my ass and handle that Indiegogo thing. But I do have to get my fucking car keys from Magic Mountain. And, <laughs> and, and for that matter, my car. You need to turn it into a live radio play and we can all reenact Marty breaking into the... Oh, my God. Yeah. It, Marty breaking into the theme park. Yeah. Stalking oh around. I'll, I'll, I'll wear my uh, GoPro camera and you can see me in action. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and, uh, and please, if you haven't... Uh, please, <laughs> This episode aside, please go to iTunes and rate rate the show. Tell us what you think of it. This one doesn't count. This one doesn't count. This, it, yeah. Thank you also for for uh, staying staying with us as we wade through these technical issues, and we will end before the. Uh, oh damn it! If I pet your dogs, will they bite me? And then I'll have to go to the ER in the middle of the night and uh, take a syringe in the tushy. <laughs> uh, yeah, tushy. Yes. So uh, leave us a review and we will see you you next next Tuesday. Tuesday. And And songs. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Ah, Jesus Christ. See, the technical thing is still... Sorry, guys. See you next Tuesday. Bye. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio.